Hello everyone. Welcome to the podcast on Let's Talk Health. I am Satvinder Singh, founder of Target Hundred Years, a reliable health portal that provides researched articles on food, mind, health, and body. All of our content is research-based and vetted by health experts who provide them with credibility. Today's podcast is dedicated to female health, specifically catering to pregnant females and those who are breastfeeding their babies. Pregnancy can be stressful even under normal circumstances. but during the ongoing pandemic the anxiety can increase exponentially aims which is the premier health institute in the country has also said that it expects a rise in cases of pregnant women with covid in the coming months since pregnancy comes with significant changes in the body including the immune system it is important to take extra precautions to avoid catching this infection there are also concerns on how risky the pregnancy would be and if the child's health would be fine if the mother can transmit infection uh, to the baby in the womb so today we have a perfect guest with us to clarify all of our doubts dr harpreet kaur is an experienced gynecologist and obstetrician based out of panchkula she has an experience of over 14 years in this field She has been a trusted advisor to over hundreds of females across multiple states in the country. Dr. Harpreet currently practices at a multi-speciality hospital in Panchkula. She is passionate about solving infertility and PCOD-related problems. She is an MBBS from Guru Gobind Singh College, Faridkot, Punjab. She holds a diploma in gynecology and obstetrics from CMC Ludhiana, and is a DNB. again in obstetrics and gynecology from st theresa's hospital hyderabad hello dr harpreet welcome to this podcast and thank you very much for giving us this time thank you satvinder uh, let's start our uh, discussion so uh, dr harpreet the first question that i have uh, that i have uh, with me is uh, is the transmission of covid 19 possible from placenta in mothers to and can it be passed on to the kids actually uh, now according to the recent icmr guidelines according to the studies they have found that with regard to the vertical transmission the transmission from mother to baby antenatally means during pregnancy or intrapartum means during delivery yes it is now emerging as a new thing right but how much proportion of the pregnant ladies will get this it is still not clear but yes it can right so earlier it uh, earlier the study stated that it did not but now the the latest icmr studies are saying that yeah, there is yeah. possibility or there have been few cases but how much is the proportion we don't know but yes it can be transmitted at the two levels it can be transmitted due to antenatal antenatal means when the lady is pregnant and intrapartum also it can be transmitted intrapartum means when the patient is delivering okay. during labor or during section yes okay all right all right uh next question around the same point is uh, what is the impact that covid may have on fetus and uh, if a pregnant lady is found to have it at early stages what what does it mean for her her health and that of for her kids i will be talking according to the recent data we have right mm-hmm. so uh, there is no data which says that there is a increased risk of miscarriage or the virus is teratogenic teratogenic means it has structural abnormalities in baby there is no data 
right so uh, many of the uh, ladies are coming to our clinic to say ma'am if i am covid positive in my and i am running through my seventh week or eighth week if my baby does not form well please i will like or i will like to go for a uh, dnc i don't want this baby i always say it virus is not causing any structural problem in your babies it is not pathogenic right but the corona virus according to the new new things which is a sars or mers type of a corona virus there are different strains i'm talking about sars and mers it has a risk to mother in particularly last trimester not in the first or second trimester which causes the risk of preterm births right so if the chances of preterm births are more but the risk of if you say ki it causes uh, teratogenicity or it causes structural abnormalities in fetus no it does not cause that impact all right so uh, in natural the kids health or the kids are perfectly fine in the womb but at the same time the only uh, impact that it may have is that it may lead to uh, an early birth of the child yeah it it has it, it has, has. Uh, contracted preterm births in last semester last trimester and mm-hmm. nowadays um, this main problem is that there will not be structural damage will not be there like in, uh, people are worried whether my baby will be uh, mentally retarded or whether my baby will be physically handicapped no it does not cause a physical handicap or a mental handicap does not also oh, that's a, that's a good news for uh, for all the parents out there yeah yeah right moving on to the next point doctor uh, what are the protocols that have to be followed are there any set protocols which have been provided by the government pregnant females uh if they are covid positive right right if the covid positive and also in a scenario where they the uh, females they themselves are not covid positive uh, but there is a uh, covid positive patient in the house okay so we will divide it into two um if the patient is fine but she has a contact of covid positive patients in the same household so if the patient herself is negative fine so she can be uh, only isolated right with only precautions of that she should be uh, away from that uh, person she should be isolated mm-hmm. and uh, she should uh, what how uh, fee, um, play uh, the progress of charting her own uh, baby's kick count and all like how do we know that a baby is fine inside we mm-hmm. always tell our patients please count the kick to the count 10 if your baby is moving 10 to 12 times in a day mm-hmm. so without even going to an obstetrician you know your baby is fine okay secondly regularly check with the pulse oximeter mhm if is systolic there are, there are two types of bp systolic bp and diastolic bp systolic is the upper one diastolic is a down one if your systolic bp is uh, good Uh, like it is more than hundred. Your respiration is less than twenty two. Fine. Your um, you don't have fever. You don't have cough. You don't have any other symptoms. So mm. you should not panic. You just stay at home. You be in an isolation for fourteen days. Mm-hmm. But you maintain good hydration, right? Okay. So any if you have if if you develop any symptoms like you develop fever more than thirty eight degrees centigrade or ninety eight point six, right? or if you have any uh, cough fever persistent cough rather you know or if your saturation goes below 94% or mm. your respiration goes more than 22 mm. 
or your uh, conscious level is uh, not maintaining well or your bp goes the upper one goes below 100 then you need to see some doctor you need to go to a hospital otherwise don't go out in this covid just right. see that you are monitoring yourself well you are well hydrated there is no fever there are your parameters are well controlled so don't panic just stay at home okay okay so protocols more or less remain the same that is the same level of isolation you need to maintain but at the same time uh, the i mean the health parameters are also similar to what other patients are there for for example yeah 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 so if if you are if you are uh, if your husband or your kids or your um, parents or they are uh, covid positive and you are doing well you just need to isolate yourself and if you are if that pregnant lady is covid positive herself mm-hmm. then also you have to just check for these three or four things okay. one she has to see for the respiration rate i told you mm-hmm. respiratory rate if it is less than 22 that means you are breathing normal you are not hyper breathing okay you are okay. not hyperventilating right mm-hmm. if your bp is maintaining well you do not have fever you do not have cough you do not have any other respiratory symptom and you are you are walking there is one test which is called 6 minute walk test right okay. you right. measure your oxygen saturation with an oximeter and then you walk for 6 minutes okay. if your saturation falls by 3% that mm-hmm. means you have a problem if you if it is maintained well that means you do not have any problem just sit at home nicely there is no need of fanning do not go outside okay all right all right so this is called a 6 minute walk test moving uh, ahead doctor uh, now when i mean uh, for uh, the delivery are there separate centers uh, as a lot of the current existing infrastructure is is uh, currently being focused on treating yeah, the yeah. hospitals but for delivering yeah. separate hospitals for females now yeah this is uh, actually this is a very good question we these days we are really uh, uh, facing this question a lot our patients come to us and say ma'am i have been showing to you all these 9 months and uh, unfortunately if i have covid so will you deliver me i want to say that uh, all private hospitals are not entitled to deliver a covid patient why because when we deliver then the blood is smeared with covid virus right, right. the secretions are uh, smeared with the covid virus so it has to be a complete covid setup so that to protect the people who are conducting the delivery hmm. so as to con- uh, what uh, the government has said there are certain centers which have been set up by government all over india in every city in every district they have uh, just shortlisted some of the government centers right, right? so right. if you ha- if you develop uh, covid near your delivery just call your practitioner just call your private practitioner madam i have developed covid my delivery date is near please tell me what to do so your uh, doctor only will tell you according to your place of jurisdiction where you can deliver in a government center suppose uh, you are living in a city in area a okay and uh, one patient is living in area b Right. so there are three centers which are a b and c which have different hospitals if you are in b so you will go to that area b all right so this is how the government has simplified the thing that whosoever is from that area mm-hmm. they have entitled certain government hospitals the doctor just has to write 
have been treating this patient for nine months. This mm-hmm. patient has COVID positive. So I'm referring this patient to your center as our center is not government approved COVID center. That's it. So they will take up the patient and the patient can be nicely delivered there. And just a follow up question on this one is when the, I mean, uh, whenever a patient is coming for delivery, there is a mandatory COVID test. What is the time before the delivery that uh, the, the doctors are sort of considering? Is it that you have to take it at that point of time or it's a test that you would have done one day or two days before? If a patient comes in a labor, Right, we do not have that time uh, for RT-PCR because it takes one or two days. Right, mm-hmm. in that case, we are doing antigen test. Antigen test just comes in fifteen minutes. You uh, take the patient, you uh, uh, take the patient inside. Meanwhile, you take the COVID uh, test. The test will come in fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. So, if a patient is laboring patient or uh, you do not have time, just go for a COVID antigen. Right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. If, a, if a patient is a planned one, like the patient was previously, the patient had cesarean and now also the patient want, will be having cesarean. So, you know, that patient will be posted for cesarean tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. you have that time with you, you know, that date. So you send the test two days prior so that you, you get that RT-PCR report. Okay. Okay. So, but, but in emergency, yeah, yeah. But in emergency situations, you go for an antigen. So that's the, I think that's very vital information for the patients uh, because that, that's a that's a time for uh, a lot of panic for uh, pregnant women and along with their families. Uh, also, in this case, I mean, is is any delivery better? Be a normal delivery versus a cesarean delivery? Is any guideline around that for a COVID positive patient? Yeah, I would like to tell you one thing. Like, uh, if a COVID nineteen patient is in a worse situation, like a worsening situation. Then obviously that six minute test, I already told you, Hmm. a patient cannot even walk for five to six minutes. Her saturation will fall. How will she be able to conduct a normal delivery, which is going to take hours, right? Right. So in that situation, only when the patient condition is not well, we -hmm. try to take out the baby fast by section and shift the patient to ICU so that mother and baby both can be saved separately. Okay. Fine. So the mother can be given adequate uh, treatment and the baby can be given the adequate treatment. Fine. But otherwise, if the patient is asymptomatic, suppose mm-hmm. the patient had COVID one week before and now the symptoms have settled and patient has started with labor. Right. So then we will continue with labor. We will deliver the patient. Okay. okay. So, it, so it all depends upon the patient condition. If my patient's respiration is not well, she's not breathing properly. Can she take the labor? She cannot. No. So it is just by seeing the patient. If the patient is stable, we can go for delivery. If the patient is not stable, then the choice is between not about delivery. It is about saving the life of a female. Right. Then we have to take out the baby and we will shift the patient directly to the ICU as early as possible and try to recover her by giving her good oxygen, by giving her all the things because when the baby is inside, he cannot take, give her all the things, mm-hmm. all the medicines, right? Right. Okay. Moving on to the next step after, let's say the, the baby has been delivered. Uh, yeah. What about lactation? Is it safe for COVID mothers uh, with or without being vaccinated to, uh, or uh, to, to, you know, uh, feed their uh, kids? Okay. There's one very good news about that is key, um, uh, COVID-19 virus does not get secreted in breast milk. 
this is very good news so any patient who is uh, newly mothered and has covid suppose if the patient is a little unstable uh, ic icmr says you go for a temporary uh, social distancing right the temporary social distancing is what you keep the baby away from mother for a little time but you give the breast milk by using the breast pump or suctioning out and then somebody else can give the breast milk to the baby and whenever the mother is fine with the symptoms she can continue with the breastfeed right and if the person, some of the ladies have this query i am feeding my baby can i get a vaccine yes you can get a vaccine because uh no virus transmission is there inside the breast milk fine so there is no antigen transmission inside the uh, breast milk so any patient who gets this covid vaccine also mm-hmm. they can continue giving the breast milk right and they can con- even a pregnant female who has recently delivered and uh, gets covid once the symptoms are good enough to handle the baby mm-hmm. she can continue with the breast milk and uh, with respect to the covid vaccine uh, for the for lactating mothers uh, it's it's absolutely safe so uh, what does the research say around this for what covid 19 vaccine for pregnant females or yes. yeah and according to uh, earlier they were um, things like they, they were having that if we take covid vaccine uh, a lady cannot conceive or a pregnant female cannot take a covid vaccine no but the now research says a pregnant female can take a covid-19 vaccine there is no issue there is no harm because i have told you earlier also that it is not teratogenic it is not causing any physical or mental disability in your baby so you right. go ahead with the covid vaccination second right. it is not transmitting into the breast milk so you can go ahead with lactation as well okay and is there is there any minimum uh, timeline before which a new mother can uh, take the vaccine so is there a time lag that they should have or it's within the next month itself no no act no 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 not these days actually um, we can safely give the vaccine okay all right all right i will always say there is a lot of difference between the people who have covid after vaccine or who are having covid without vaccine there's because they with after taking the vaccine the lung injury is very 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 minimal so go ahead with the vaccine these all notions uh that is why we have taken this um, to clear the notions that we should go for this vaccine whatever wherever right right okay and uh, any uh, i believe that a lot of institutions along i mean along with icmr have also come up with guidelines for uh, uh, pregnant women i believe pgi also has come up with some guidelines yeah yeah now the pgi has said with pregnant as well as non pregnant i will like to cover non pregnant as well because there are lot many people who are not pregnant but still they have covid and they are thinking how will we if we have covid yeah, yeah we have to book a bed then we have to go to hospital no covid patient needs to be hospitalized we should know that fine right. so how do we know that when we should go to the hospital and what and when we are home what protocols we should feel hmm. follow right Right. So, uh, according to PGI, there are some home care protocols for COVID nineteen. Right? Mm-hmm. They have just come in this May two twenty twenty one, a few weeks back only. So I will just try to tell you first. If you have a fever and cough, then observe or record the fever. Okay. Recording the fever is very important. Then you record the pulse rate. You record the SpO two, that is oxygen saturation, six to eight hourly. And you do it for first one to three. 
and for uh, some some person have that extreme nausea on third and fifth day for that you can take uh, anti emetics like anti vomiting drugs domperidone and all mm-hmm. right right so if one fifth so here th- then on fifth to seventh day if you do not have any improvement then you contact your physician that you do not have any uh, control over fever or your intake is poor or you have vomiting or you have diarrhea See if your saturation is more than ninety four percent. You are not in that danger, All right? right. And right. if your respiration rate is less than twenty, you are quite good. Again, I will tell: take that six minute walk test mm-hmm. every eight every eight hours. I mean, three times in a day you take that six minute test. Right. If your saturation does not fall, mm-hmm. so you are good. That means your lungs are okay. Your respiration is okay. so right. in that case what you can do you you just lie prone prone means on lie on your belly mm mm-hmm. for 30 minutes from 30 minutes to 2 hours so it immediately increases your oxygen level fine right right absolutely and and uh, if you need uh, uh, nowadays everybody uh, has that inhaler at home so you can use that little steroid butyrosinide uh 250 mg microgram inside uh, that uh, inhaler twice a day so it right. works and that's so I, if you're saturated that was a, through a study lancet also did a study on that uh, yeah 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 so that is why i'm saying uh, half of the patients are just panicking then uh, we should go for a covid bed we should go for a covid bed only mm-hmm. if your saturation is not good if your respiration is not good uh as you check by that 6 minute walk test if your bp is not good only then you go for a hospital admission otherwise hmm. please don't quarantine right so if your saturation i'm again telling you if your saturation falls below 94 if your respiration is more than 24 more than that means you are breathing quite often right mm-hmm. if your uh, 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 systolic uh, bp is less than 100 just go for it go for a hospital otherwise just stay at home all right now i will tell you the high risk people high risk people are who are more than 60 years young but obese who are hypertensive diabetics who are immunocompromised like they have um, some cancer or they have some cardiac disease or they have some brain tumors or they have kidney disease so they are the high risk person so they need a little more caution and more care not every person is same but mm. a normal person who doesn't have these high risk factors and mm. if they have maintained their vitals 
so they can sit nicely at home and uh, is is a hrct test mandatory for someone who is infected by covid or it's only that you have certain kind of symptoms that you go for that test because that test itself is no no hrct is not for everyone just like i told you if your respiration is good that means your lungs are not affected then you should not go for hrct okay if your spo2 is maintained it is more than 95 it is coming 95 96 your respiration is less than 20 mm-hmm. that means your lungs are doing well right so right. you need not go for hrct hrct means high resolution ct scan of chest to hum karte hain that is for knowing uh, the lung opacities how the lung has gone mm-hmm. right but for they are doing hrct only for symptomatic patients not for asymptomatic so or, every covid patient does not need hrct hmm 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 fair i mean one more piece of information that will be really useful is when an hr when a covid positivity report comes uh, the parameters <laughs> that are given on that report what exactly do they mean uh, like they see the uh, lung has different lobes right? right so they have different parameters they have different opacities it's a technical thing i will just tell you they they give you a marks out of 25 right right fine so and they divide it into mild moderate and severe fine mm-hmm. so if you have points less than 9 to 10 you are mild out of 25 if you have points from 11 to uh, 16 17 so you have moderate mm-hmm. fine so if you have more than 16 so you are severe so again hrct has a different uh, uh, marks according to 25 points they count your lungs according to that all right okay and uh, the how infectious the disease is is uh, then uh, determined by the rt pcr report yeah no it is rt pcr only tells you it is positive okay okay infectious okay. infectious or how severity only tells you that how more infectious it is it is fatal or not fatal is depending right. upon uh, the pa- symptoms of the patient and it varies from person to person that is why many people that recover well many are having shortening of breath and they need oxygen not mm-hmm. every person is in need of oxygen like the panic we are seeing these days in our country about oxygen not mm-hmm. every covid patient needs oxygen not every again the same thing you maintain your if you are maintaining your spo2 if you are maintaining your respiratory rate if you are maintaining your um bp so you mm-hmm. know your things are going well then you need not many not every patient is in need of oxygen mm-hmm. right so there are certain things which are clinical signs that your covid is worsening one your cough is not settling down rather it is increasing mm-hmm. you are getting breathlessness more breathlessness day by day mm-hmm. your uh, respiratory rate is increasing and your saturation is decreasing even then your sensorium means you are um, uh, you are becoming dizzy you are not awakened your confusing state is increasing day by day your urinary output is decreasing right so these are certain things which tell you that your symptoms are not going well then you need to see a physician this is all really good information uh, doctor so uh, these are all the questions that i had for you today uh, thank you very much for your time we'll also keep uh, we'll also share an email id with our uh, audience in case they want to uh, to ask any question later on so thank you doctor thank you so much for your time yeah, yeah.
take care yeah yeah thank you okay bye bye